This is Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today I have a special guest coming live from just outside of Scottsdale, Arizona, a brother of mine in Wake Up Warrior. Actually, some a guy that's had massive shifts and changes in his life, Sean Ellis. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, brother. Uh, so happy to be here today, man. Man, sincerely appreciate your time, space, the energy you're going to give us today. Want to set the frame really aggressively to start with. So, Sean, as I'm shooting my own funnel videos and all the crazy stuff that I get to do now as a certified trainer inside of Wake Up Warrior, and I'm going down this rabbit hole of seeing what Garrett J. White had done for marketing, and I'm reviewing all this old content, I see a really fresh-faced Sean in some early videos. You, you can't see him right now, but when you look at YouTube. Sean's got a nice, healthy beard right now, full head of hair. You know, I, I go back to these early videos and I see Sean. I'm like, wait, I know him. And not only do I know him, I'm going to interview him on the podcast. And so between that and then coming full circle of meeting Sean inside of some of the Wake Up Warrior events we've been to and just seeing this evolution, it's really incredible to get to spend some time with you today and just rock with you and share how you've went from, I'm going to let you tell your own story. I mean, I'm going to butcher it if I try to do it. So Sean, how about we give the listeners a little bit of background on where you were versus where you are today, like that journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of give you the, the quick like origin story of Sean Ellis. And uh, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into this, you can head over to my podcast, The Blue Collar Businessman, and check that out uh, a little bit deeper. But so I, I had started a business kind of out of, out of being forced into it almost. Um, the, the person that I was working for, um, did some, made some bad business decisions. And, uh, I was at this point where I just decided to leap and go out on my own and do it. And, uh, I hustled my ass off and, and made it begin to work. Um, but I, I built it to this place that it just turned into like a lot more that I could actually handle, especially like as a businessman. Um, so I have this business. I had, I think I had five guys on my team at the time and, uh, it's just super chaotic. I'm newly married. Um, and at the same time, all of this is going on. Um, I'm, I'm in a kind of a custody battle, a war, would you say with, uh, my kid's mom. So I have two children, um, with two different women that I was never married to just essentially out of my you know, young guy that has a little bit of money and likes to go out and drink and party and do, do that whole deal. Um, so I'm in this position where it's like, yeah, I have these two young children. Uh, I'm fighting to just have some sort of parent time schedule with them and get on the same page with their moms as co-parents and just make the situation work because it's not ideal. And at the same time, trying to run and grow and continue to push this business forward and, also have, you know, a marriage and a connection with my wife outside of everything while all of this is going on. So, um, as most men in my experience do, like my life wasn't working. So I began to isolate myself because I had the story inside of my mind that I was all alone. No one understands me. No one would get it. I have no one to talk to and, and just kind of perpetuate that. And I ended up in this place just isolation and desperation. Um, and it literally pushed me down this path that the only way that I could continue to cope and continue to deal with all the stress and the pressure of everything that I had going on in my life was to sedate. So I tell the story of 
literally sitting at my desk at the shop with two of my employees across me, a pile of cocaine in between us as we're literally sharing, sharing drugs while we're at work and, you know, drinking beers at the same time. And I just, I had this moment where it dawned on me and I was like, how, like, how did I get here? Yeah. Really like, look at like, I had this like kind of almost out of body experience where everything just pulled back and I could see the situation from above. And I was just like, how did I get here? And Sean, Sean, what's so I want to make sure that I'm understanding this the right way. You have child number one with woman number one, you have child number two with woman number two, and now you're married to woman number three. Is that, is that right? That's correct. And so during that time period, you're also building a business. What is that business exactly? What, what have you built from nothing into blowing Coke and drinking in the middle of the day? What, what are you doing in that time period to generate income? So I was a countertop contractor. So for, for a few years, I was a fabricator and an installer and I was just learning kind of the ropes of the game. And then I kind of got, my hand got forced a little bit as the housing markets decided to blow up, um, into me going out on my own. So I literally scraped together like a thousand dollars and just went. Yeah. And what, what part of the world are you in right now? Are you in Utah at this point? I'm in Utah. Yeah. Okay. At this point I'm in Utah, um, Salt Lake city, Utah. And I literally don't have the equipment and the tools and everything required to actually go and pull this off. But what I do know how to do is hustle. So yeah, through, through marketing and sales and everything else that goes on, what I end up having to do is just go out and sell like five or six jobs and collect deposits and take, take the money and the, the proceeds from that and figure out how to actually pull off and deliver for these people. Of course. But it works. I, I mean, it, it scales because you, yeah, you, you end up getting employees and a shop. And I would say from the outside, you were the elite countertop guy for that area of the world, right? Like Salt Lake, like you, you had a very successful business. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally grew up from nothing to like, like the high end elite level player. And we worked on all the big fancy houses in park city and everywhere else, you know, like we were the guys that you called when you needed like the high quality, high end job on your, you know, large multi-million dollar residential home. Yep. So I've, I've, I've hijacked the mic from you for a second. I, I felt necessary to set this framework on the front side, but taking us back into that, essentially you're describing what you and I would refer to as the, the pit. You know, you're understanding the fact that in this moment you're, you're blowing Coke, you're drinking beer at the middle of the day, you're, you have that out-of-body experience, you see that it's happening, you know there's a better life in front of you somewhere. So what happens? I realize that I have to change. So I find myself sitting on my couch, um, I'm at home alone, no one's there, it's quiet. And I'm on my iPad and I'm watching videos from Garrett J. White and Wake Up Warrior. You know, and I, I see this man talking about the pit that he was in and the life that he's now living. And at that point I knew like if I don't do something, you know, I remember closing my eyes and just projecting my life forward, what it would look like in six to twelve months if I continued on the path that I was on, and I was horrified. Like it looked like bankruptcy, divorce, possibly never seeing my children again. I mean, it was like, it was bad. I was, I was literally six months away from losing everything. Yeah. And, you know, I decided to fill out the application and I ended up on a phone call with Garrett White and like kind of the rest is history. So you were, for those of you listening that don't understand the process now, like 
Garrett has grown Warrior to the point that it's bigger than just him. So to to go through an application process now, if you were the one one of the ones listening, you wanted to get into a true Warrior week, like the most immersive process you can go through at this moment, you wouldn't speak to Garrett. Like this was this is pre scale of what Wake Up Warriors like the King's Kit that exists now and all the books and the technology. This was Garrett changing a handful of men's lives what once a month, what you know, whatever the time to you would know better than I do, Sean. Like it was it was him pouring his heart and soul into you at that point. Absolutely. He would work with I think five new guys every month at that point. Okay. And the so the brotherhood was a total of maybe twenty or thirty men. And, and so what roughly what number were you? Do you remember? Warrior Week five. That's so crazy. So again, you listening right now, I was Warrior Week 47. So t- th- think of that time shift of Warrior Week five. W- what year was that even? Uh, it was February of 2014. Okay. And, and I was April of 2018 is the massive change. So it's incredible you've got a four-year head start on me. I mean, thank you. If my success mimics your success over the next four years, I'm going to call it a victory for me. Like that, that's good. But I'll let, I'll let you keep running with the story. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I choose to make this massive investment in myself. Um, and this was a stretch because I literally found myself sitting inside of the pit and there was, there was little evidence that this warrior's way thing actually worked for anyone other than Garrett and maybe a handful of men that had just started to live it. Yeah. But the voice inside of me and, and that, that calling inside of my heart just said, go. You know, my bank account def- definitely didn't say go. My wife definitely didn't say go. Like there were so many things outside of me that didn't say go. But I knew that if I didn't trust in that voice inside of me and if I didn't double down on me at that moment, like it was game over for me. So was it was there conflict with you and your wife at that point when you said I need to go down this path? Was she supportive or was she trying to not necessarily hold you back? But what was that? How did that feel? What what went on in, during that time period? So I had the conversation with Garrett and he had dropped the price tag on me and I had paid him you know a deposit to get everything kind of started and rolling and then I had to have that you know infamous conversation with your queen and tell her like I just dropped thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> when when she knows what the bacon count looks like as well and she knows like the the status of where everything's at in our life and she is just like on one hand she's supportive and she wants to see me grow as a man and get my life to work and be happy and and get better but on the other hand she's like where are you getting this money from yeah so there's def- <clears throat> definitely a collision there um and you know, it got tense for a while Mm -hmm. and it really didn't turn around until she started to see some of the fruit of me living it. So I think a lot of guys, they come into it and they, they go through this, you know, crucible type experience and they come home and they're like, I'm a new man. I'm better. I'm fixed all this. But it's like, you've been an asshole for years. So don't expect your queen to be on board and actually trust you and trust that this is going to last until you've been living it consistently for some time. Yeah, I mean that's it. it Sean, I, I openly say in, in the four quadrants of our life, you know, the the, the four dimensional lifestyle. My balance quadrant's always been the strongest. But even in that, over the last year, so I was warrior. What the black book three hundred, you know, May of two thousand seventeen. Started with my notes of appreciation, literally immediately, like 
May, like it's go time. It took all the way of not missing a fucking day until May of this year before Lindsay, my wife, my queen, started reciprocating and sending it back. And we had a good, healthy relationship, but it was one of those things of, just like you said, she was waiting for the run rate and the speed to just kind of slow down, like waiting for the wheels to fall off the bus and me to return back to some level. Again, systematic sedation. These are not terms that are new to my listeners. Like doing the fucking work is something that we've talked about, you know, that the whole warrior lifestyle, I mean, it governs my life and has since the inception of this podcast. So as we keep going down this path, feel free to really dive into some of those terms and some of the things we cover inside of warrior, because like these crucial collisions have to happen. Like absolutely. If they don't, there's no expansion. Like you, that having the testicular fortitude as a man to realize the fact you're being called to something greater, not having any fucking idea how you're going to pull it off, not knowing why, but trusting that intuition, the, as you and I would call it, the voice enough to say, I got you, just fucking go. A lot of times, nobody else in your life is going to understand that shit. It could be your last, you know, if you look at King's Kit, you know, $300 commitment, you might have $420 left to your name. There's something in you that's calling you to go that direction fucking go that direction like absolutely yeah i mean as you keep sharing your story it's gonna become much more prevalent to everybody listening why the voice is so impactful but you know it's just go like quit fighting get out of your head and into your heart it makes life so much easier well i don't know about easier but eventually (laughs) it becomes better so continue on yeah it's so and the crazy part is, is it's like, it's been this journey over the last four, four and a half, almost five years where I've come to that moment of decision over and over again. And I had to continue to trust the voice inside of me to leap and to leap and to leap and to continue to stay inside of the game. Um, even, even when, honestly, there was a few times like it definitely didn't make sense inside of my head. Like my life was working. Everything was good. Like, do I really need this? But, um, my heart just said, like, just go. So I continue, you know, I just can, I, I really learned how to trust me and trust the voice inside of me through this whole process. And Sean, what do you give credit? What do you give credit to for that? Like I, I should openly share with everybody, the more I meditate, the deeper my spiritual connection goes, the louder I can hear the voice. But that's, that's me. Would, what do you, what do you say on your side? Like you're Absolutely. The, you're the first warrior brother that's been on this podcast. You are the very first. So to oh, have that's some, awesome. I'm honored. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But to have that, to know how I'd explain Wake Up Warrior and what it's done for me, it's refreshing to get a second, you know, viewpoint, a second, second vantage point for the listeners to really understand that this way of life fucking works. Like it's an impossible game that we're all playing, and whether you know you're playing it or not, it's it's there anyways. You might as well download the new operating system to have the opportunity to excel and ascend, ascend your life into a place you didn't even know was possible. And again, Sean's going to keep going on that path of you know, this successful elite contracting countertop company. So you go to Warrior Week, you collide with your wife, you come home. She's, I'm sure, waiting at some point for this not to work anymore, right? I mean, I, I think that every man that's been through Warrior Week comes home and I'm fixed, I'm new, I'm exciting. I'm running a million miles an hour and you realize nobody else in life is running anywhere near the speed you're not capable of running. And so what happens? What, what are the next steps? You know, absolutely. Like I, I definitely met that resistance because 
you know, I had realized I was not in a good place in a lot of areas of my life. And I had tried a lot of different things. I'd read a lot of books. I've done a lot of courses and, and, and attempted like a lot of other avenues outside of warrior. And a lot of it was just great information, but results were fruitless. So, um, obviously hadn't been treating my wife like a queen for some time, you know, even though we were newly married and everything else is going on and she's giving me resistance. And I've also proved to her over and over again that I'll be all in on something for a time and then it fades. So that's the pattern that, that she, based on historical evidence, that's the pattern she sees. Right. But here's the difference. The truth is I went all in on me and I put my money where my mouth is in a very big way. So I had to. Yeah. Like I eliminated all back doors by making that large monetary commitment. And one of the most beautiful gifts that I got out of all of that was after I had done it and I had paid it off and everything had worked out, I had proven to myself that I could do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people look at things as a cost, but anytime you're spending money and you're doubling down on yourself, it's always an investment. Right. Because that, that initial investment in me and just me being completely committed and all in on something for probably the first time in my life and making it happen, proved to myself that like, okay, I can make this happen over and over and over again. Yeah, that's so profound, Sean, to think of that, that mindset shift of investing, scraping by, investing in yourself, having it work, then paying it off, you know, and, and again, whether it's credit inside of Warrior or credit on a credit card, you, you, you paid off the expense. And that mindset shift then in that moment of, well, shit, I, I just invested 30 grand, and I paid it off and my life is better for it. So that's now duplicatable. Like once you do something once, if, as long as you pay attention, you can keep doing that shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I figured out the blueprint of how to continue to do that because it forced me to dive into business and level it up. And here's the crazy piece on the other end of that. Like, I think as men, we all get this story, especially when we get to a place in business where business isn't working. Like, I know my story was if I can just f- fix my business, everything else in my life will work out. Mm-hmm. But of the course. truth is the, the, my business was simply a mirror of who I was. So everyone wants to give somebody marketing advice or sales advice or business advice. But the, the one thing that almost no one looks at from a business standpoint is the man actually running the show. Right. And if he's a shit show internally and he's a shit show at home and he's a shit show as a father and he's not taking care of his physical body and fueling it the right way, his capacity to actually show up in business and produce and perform is really small or non-existent. Yeah. So the truth was I started living the warrior's way and I got my body in check and I got reconnected to who I was and and did the work to actually be able to hear the voice and let it guide me and got things back on point with my wife started showing up as the father I knew I could be and working through these difficulties with their mothers. And, And once I made the rest of my life a priority and got it, to a place it was working, this weird thing happened. My business exploded. It's crazy how that works, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I mean, yep. we, 
man, it's it's so nice to hear this from somebody else and give the listeners another perspective that I'm not the only jackass in the world that's went through this process and everything just seems to click because I focus on what really matters instead of what society thinks matters. The dick measuring contest of as a man, how successful your business is or how much is in your bank account or whatever car you drive, like that shit doesn't fucking matter if the other parts of your life are a shit show because it's all going to burn down eventually. Like I did the build and burn and build and burn and build and burn. Like that was that was just the story of my life up until Warrior. Absolutely. I, I totally feel you. I even did the build and burn inside of Warrior. No yeah, shit. What do, you, what do you mean? Just because what I had built and then this newfound revelation of like, okay, what I thought I wanted to build and then I find Warrior and I'm at this place where I have built and realizing like, okay, this is, this is like a skyscraper on sand and it's not going to work long term. Right. And the voice literally, like I just knew inside of me that I had to choose to burn a lot of the business that I had built and relationships with clients and the way we do things and the prices we charge and all of this stuff. A lot of it had to burn so that I could rebuild it on a foundation of truth mm-hmm. so that it could last. Right. So like I, I completely did a 180. I, I changed the name of the business. I rebranded everything. We moved into a new shop. Like as a blue collar business guy and a construction guy, the trap that we get caught into is we have this belief of like, Oh, if I'm just the best price or the lowest bid, then I'll always be busy and it will be great. But the reality is on the flip side of that is you, you end up running like a glorified Ponzi scheme. You work with all the cheap bastards that you can't keep happy no matter what you do. And you're extremely busy and you don't make any money. Yeah. And that, that was the strategy that led me into the pit because it was just this hamster wheel of, and, and burnout and, and everything that started to happen. So I, I, f- I finally had this conversation uh, inside of a mastermind where it clicked for me. And it was like, okay, so if everyone in my marketplace is running to the bottom to be like the, the Walmart of my industry, mm-hmm. that means pretty much no one is running to the top to be elite and expensive and provide an awesome experience and deliver an amazing product, which is what, which is what the affluent want. Of course. They don't go around and talk about how they got a deal. They go around and talk about how much they spent on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, what, and when I got that and I said, okay, that's the direction I'm headed. And I looked around and nothing around me was congruent with that. So I had to take a stand inside of my business and say, okay, I'm the elite kitchen artist. Like we are high-end custom countertop provider. Everything in my life and my business gets to be congruent with that. So Sean, how that's do, when, yeah. How long did it take? So you come back from Warrior Week. I want to set the timetable for like t- time-wise. Come back from Warrior Week. It's 2014. How long are you going down this path before you recalibrate and go true top end high end elite like what's that what's that look like so this is probably six months six months into the whole warrior game okay yeah good amount of time yeah so i mean not pretty fast but not you know not crazy fast um Mm -hmm. i wish i would have seen it sooner but (laughs) of of course of course it is what it is so and that's when kind of everything started started to shift for me because I started to see myself in a new way and value myself for the first time because I'd been working on me 
And, and that's what, that's what gave me the, you know, the real courage to just take a step out and actually build what I wanted to build. Um, so, I mean, it, and it was tough because it, it ended up me letting go of like half of my team. It ended up me firing about half of my clientele, raising prices significantly and having more people not choose to continue to work with me. Um, moving into a new like shop and showroom space up leveling up installation vehicles, like everything had to be packaged in position to be congruent with the message. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to work with that higher end client, like that's what they expect. So it was that second time of trusting the voice, just like I did on the phone that day with Garrett of going all in again and just literally pushing all my chips into the middle of the table and being like, I hope this works. Yeah. Um, But what I know is when, when the voice says go and I just choose to go, I can see step one, you know, the voice knows where the actual path is headed but the only way I will ever have step two revealed to me is if I've taken step one. Yeah. Because it just plays this weird game with you of like, I'm going to put this into your heart and you're going to know that you need to do it. And I'm going to have, I'm going to force you to have faith. And if you're willing to submit and you're willing to have faith, I got you. And I will take you to places that you couldn't even dream of going that are even better than you thought they would be when you started down the journey. And it might be painful and you might have some pit stops at some places you didn't want to go. But if you just continue to trust, I'll take you there. Yeah. And I hope if you're listening, you you eventually go find the YouTube channel because to see Sean's whole expression his energy, his eyes as he shifts this story into trusting the voice a second time. Like, brother, everything about you in that little moment of reminiscing of how that really feels, energetically, it all changed. Even if you can't hear it in your speakers right now, like your your voice, your eyes, everything was just different. Like, gave me chills because we live this way like it's truthful. Like, I, you don't have to know step two, step three, step four. If you're anything like me, the voice is going to take you in a completely different fucking direction than you plan on going anyways. Like almost every time, like that's exactly where it ended up taking me. Yeah. So I make that huge leap and I shift everything. I put every dime that I have, I I'm a hundred percent all in completely reinvent my entire business and push forward. And I think it's a, Three years later, after I make that big move, um, I start to get this calling inside of my heart, especially as I start to walk down this certified trainer path inside of Wake Up Warrior. And, and, and new things begin to be exposed to me. And I just get this, this feeling inside of me of like, I've always had that feeling, even like I can remember as far back as being a little kid, like just this feeling inside of me that I was just meant to do big shit. Mm-hmm. And like, that's always been there. And I thought I was on the path. And like, I thought that building this business and doing what I was doing and literally being like elite at what I, what I do was like the path. I was like, okay, you know, this is what I was feeling the the entire time I've been on this planet. And you know, it's, it's, it's working out and it's going. And, And I end up building it to a point where, you know, everything is like literally like the vision that I had in my mind. 
you know, so I get to this place where it's like everything around me in my life, like it works. The business is the way I want it to be. My relationship with my wife is amazing. My relationship with my kids is amazing. You know, I'm living in a body that's better than it's ever been. I'm more spiritually connected to who I am and what created me than I've ever been. And I still have this hole. I still have this like unfulfillment inside of me. And I'm like, what is this? Like I'm literally, I'm, I've literally done everything that society would have told you is like the habit all lifestyle. And I get to this place and I'm still like, is this it? Like I've worked so hard and I've bled to get to where I'm at and I'm still having these feelings of like, man, is this it? And that's like when this question starts to enter my mind of like, is this the purpose of my life? And I try to ignore and I try to ignore and I try to ignore because I don't want to, I don't want to like really get real with the answer to that. I know what the answer is. I just don't want to admit it for a while. Yeah. So Sean, was, was the sole purpose blueprint part of your evolution at that point? Like, did, was that a part of Wake Up Warrior? Was that part of the small group you were in or was that not established yet? No, I had ended up doing the sole purpose blueprint as I started down the path of a certified trainer. So I definitely, that I think going through that process is what really started to kind of stir things up. Yeah. And then I just tried to, to avoid going there over and over and over again because I was like, no, my life is great. <laughs> my life is great and I've built this thing that works and like I don't want to see any other options. This is my path. I have full 100% intentions to just continue forward and build this empire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and then one day I just got to this place. Um, when you ignore the voice, this weird thing happens. Like it starts to get louder. 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 And as he, as I continued not to listen, certain things started to happen in my life. I call them divine kicks in a dick. It's a great way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's going to continue to get louder and some things are going to line up in life to wake you up until you're ready to listen. So what I've learned is the sooner I can listen, usually the better things go, but sometimes I'm stubborn. Of course. And this was a big one because literally the voice was calling me to leave everything I had bled for, for over eight years um, to get to this place where I finally feel like I have traction and things are working and we're like doing it. And it's saying you were meant for something else. You were meant for more. You were meant to lead and guide men. Yep. And this crazy thing of like, every time the voice speaks to me, there's, it's always asking me to let go of something and trust that I'm letting go of good for great, which has been the results every single time. But when you're in the moment and you're letting go, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really hard. So, you know, I had to have that conversation again with, with my queen and this, this one was almost even worse than the one about spending all the money to even start this journey. And I wish I remember having a conversation and, and my wife just breaking into tears. Like she just lost it. Cause she was just like, we have worked so hard to get to where we're at. And now you're telling me you want to let all of this go. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. And 
you know, that, that conversation had to continue for probably another month to really just get to the place, you know, and multiple times of me breaking down with her and just being real and raw about where I was and how I felt. And like this voice that continued to just come up inside of me and what I felt like I was being called to do. Um, so ultimately I ended up, we ended up selling the business. Um, and in that place, I knew that if I stayed in my current environment, like I wasn't going to continue to grow and everyone was going to hold me in the identity of who I was as like the countertop guy. And, and I just, we needed me and my queen as just as like a unit, we needed this fresh environment to just go and, and really figure out who we are and what's next for us and, and reinvent ourselves into the next greatest version of who we are. So we end up selling the house and moving to Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, this was in uh, April of this year. So still pretty fresh. And, you know, I find myself in this, like, I know I'm called to do this. You know, I'm, I know I'm called to go down this path. I know I'm called to lead and guide men and, and, you know, find men that were in the place that I was at and show them that there's a better way. But there's this grieving process of like literally my entire life and identity that I've built for the last eight years dying. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. there's this grieving process inside of me for a time and me just kind of being this weird free fall in between space of like, I kind of know what I'm doing, but I'm not really clear on what I'm doing. And I'm just like trusting the voice and just the, you know, you have those moments of panic when you're in it and you're like, Oh man, like, did I ruin everything? Should I have done this? And, and just like back and forth in and out of that for you know a month or two. And, and then I have this conversation on the hot seat with Garrett and um, he's just, I'm, we're talking back and forth. I'm talking about the clients that I'm working with. I'm talking about, you know, who I am. And, and I'm just like, what is my, like, what's my message? Like, who, who am I actually called to lead? It's like, I know I'm called to lead men, but like which segment of men are actually even going to hear me. Mm -hmm. And so we start talking about that and he's like, okay. And then he, he basically says something. He's like, dude, you're the blue collar businessman. Like you're the guy that just started something from scratch and hustled his ass off and worked with his hands and was in the mix and did all of this stuff and got to this place where you like actually built some skill sets as a businessman along the way. Mm -hmm. He's like, those are the guys that you need to talk to because they're like you. Makes sense. And it clicked for me, you know, it totally clicked for me. So I'm like, okay, this new identity and this new brand is born and I'm full of steam ahead. As soon as I, I, as soon as I get that clarity and I have that click, that like aha moment inside of my mind, then it's like game time. And so this is what May, April, May, June of this year. Yeah. So I think I had this conversation with him in probably June. Okay. And, um, that's when I go down the path, you know, I launched the podcast, the blue car businessman, and it's just my journey and story and talking about, you know, how I think life and business should look as a blue collar entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm full bore heading down that path. And then I get another call, phone call from Sam Falsafi, lead trainer of warrior week. And he says, I want you to be on the warrior week team. 
so then again, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I literally like two weeks ago, I got clarity on what my message is. I've, I've, I've invested all kinds of time and money and set all this stuff up and it's moving forward at a very fast pace. I have a list of men that want to work with me and now I'm being propositioned with, with leaping again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can go in and I can be in this and I can learn and grow as a man and, and be, run with like some of the most elite trainers in the world and get mindsets and skill sets that I'll never find anywhere else. And if it doesn't work, like I'm better for it. Yeah. You know, I can always build this blue collar thing and continue to push that forward, you know, uh, as a movement on the side. But, and it, it became this beautiful thing because it just got me to the clarity of I am who I am and, and my story is my story and it's going to resonate with men that are like me that Garrett White and Sam Falsafi and everyone else that's, that's on the team at Wake Up Warrior may never reach because there will be no common ground to resonate on. And it's my mission and my purpose to my responsibility and duty, honestly, to, to have the balls to open my mouth and, and get real and raw and share about like the pain and the problems and, and the, the suffering that, that I went through and still continue to go through and, and just let guys know that they're not alone. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's such a, a hard place to be when you're, when you're in that desperate place and you're in the pit and you have the story in your head that you're all alone and nobody else is facing the problems that you're facing. But the second that men start talking about it, we soon realize, dude, we're all fucked up. Every one of us. <laughs> and if you're listening right now and you don't think you're fucked up, I guarantee you're lying to yourself. Like you're fucked up too. Like all of us are. Yes. So, you know, that's the path and that's, that's where I'm headed. So I still feel like my, my voice and my message matters and I'm going to continue to open my mouth and talk to men. But um, instead of leading them to just directly to me, I'm leading them to, to warrior because it's, it's a system that is proven. The results are inarguable. If you live it, it works. And uh, it's already designed and built and set up. And, you know, honestly, just me getting on that train and pushing the movement forward is going to make a bigger impact in the world than anything that I go try to do alone. And, you know, after getting to the point where you've built everything that you dreamed of building and still feeling unfulfilled i've realized that the only thing that would pull me forward from that place of abundance to true prosperity is purpose yeah so had i had i stayed in where i was i would have stopped growing and honestly i probably would have burned it down to find purpose in building again but there's this shift that has to happen and, and you've totally noticed this shift just like this, this podcast that we're on right now is an absolute evidence of this shift in you where you just realize that it's not about money. It's about impact. That's it. That's and it, if man. I focus solely on the giving, I don't have to worry about receiving. Right. Yeah. So instead of chasing money, I just started chasing impact. Mm -hmm. How many men's lives can I help improve? 
And what is the arena that I can do that at the biggest level in? And the voice provided the path. So, of course, man, it's it's such a great story, Sean. And I, I want to obviously, you and I both think very highly of Wake Up Warrior. You, I mean, you're living it. We both are living it. But when you went through Warrior Week five, and then you just returned back from Warrior Week fifty, like completely different, completely different frame. You were a participant. You know, getting your dick kicked in, as we would call it, on Warrior Week 5. We laughed in the pre-show interview. I asked what it was like to work side-by-side with Coach Sam, as I would refer to him, Sam Fulsafi, the lead trainer. I said, you know, he said, "What? you're still getting kicked in the dick. It's just a different kick in the dick. Like, it's still coming. And so absolutely, explain, obviously, we and I've been very diligent about not sharing what goes on inside of Warrior Week. So I'm certainly not looking for you to divulge those secrets of what Warrior Week is because – Inevitably, some of you listening are going to end up down that path. Like, just statistically, the millions of you that have tuned in now, some of you know this is for you. You're just fighting it. Like, eventually, you're going to stop fighting. You're you're going to submit, and your life is going to change. But what has changed? You know, the process and the evolution of Warrior Week and Wake Up Warrior as a movement from Warrior Week five to Warrior Week fifty. Can you touch base and explain some of that? Like, I think a lot of times everybody assumes you have to have all this shit all figured out before you start. And Wake Up Warrior is something that you and I think is incredibly impactful. Like, we're proving it's impactful. They don't have all the shit figured out. Like, it, it's still morphing and evolving. So what's that evolution look like? Warrior Week 5, the Warrior Week that we're doing now is, like, it's so dialed in and so elite that it's hard for me to even call Warrior Week 5 a Warrior Week. Okay. But the crazy piece is it was just the truth of the experience they could deliver at that moment. Mm -hmm. And they were ruthlessly committed to testing and tuning and, and changing and evolving. So every single month it gets better. Like every single warrior week, there's, there's things that go down. There's things that happen. There's lessons learned. There's new things that get exposed to us that the voice just brings into the space. And it's just, it's a, it's almost like it's its own creature. That's just ever evolving and growing. Yeah. So here's the crazy piece too. Like even the King's kit, like I went through the King's kit myself just to say like, I've done it. Mm -hmm. so that I can in integrity recommend it to other men. And I remember honestly at first almost being upset that they were selling it for so cheap. Yeah. Cause I was literally like this, this, this experience that these men are going through is literally a higher level than my first warrior week experience was. Well, I was going to say, it, King's Kid is what, a, a four-week evolutionary process between the book and some some virtual digital training that indoctrinates you into what the warrior lifestyle is. Is that a good way to paraphrase yeah, it? that's a great way to explain it. Okay. Yeah, and, and even me a year ago, I didn't have access to that. Like I had, I missed out on the digital copy, you know, what, with the black box, it would have been called back then, the 1000 or $1,500 essentially iPad with the doctrine on it. Uh-huh. I, my wife was not supportive of that at any capacity at that point. She's like, well, our life's not fucked up. You don't need that. Like, forget that. And then the book launched. And I'm like, I'm on the mailing list. Garrett's strategically sedu- seducing me as he does everybody. You know, that's part of the game here that we learn how to play. And I'm like, fuck. I, I set my alarm clock. And I've, I've set, sent, you know, shared this story before. But I make sure that when that fucking book comes out for 97 bucks, I'm buying the book. And even then, my wife's like, how are you spending $100 on a book? 
Like, you know, and and in hindsight, I say I shared it with everybody. Like, if now knowing what I know, if that book was four thousand bucks, it would have been worth it. Like, I've made that back in spades by living this way. And so to have the king's kit, then not only do you get the book, all the information, the the doctrine of the warrior's way, but then you get an elite trainer, essentially comparable to you. It could even be you to help guide them down the path on the backside of the digital training, like, that's incredible. Like, that amount of value, and it was originally, I don't even know what it cost, four, five, four, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, what's what's a King's Kit cost somebody today? Uh, I think it started at a hundred dollars. Okay. I think they've, I think they've course corrected, and it's, and don't quote me on this, I think it's going to three hundred dollars now. Yeah, and by the time this episode launches, I mean, we're two or three weeks out. It could be another two or three hundred bucks. Like, don't hold us. Don't lock us into this. We're not lying to you intentionally if it changes. Like, yeah, it, 97, 297, 497, fi- finding that sweet spot because the value is so tremendous. Like, I don't know how you put a value, if you're listening, how you put a value on leveling up your life and creating something that's unrecognizable to who you are today. Like, a 30-day shift is enough for you to realize there's a whole nother door of opportunity just on the other side of how you've been playing the game of life today. Yes, and I think the big key piece about the King's Kit that was amazing for me while I was in it is just the men. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if, you're, if you've never been in a group of you know, powerful men that are willing to just drop all the posturing and positioning and bullshit and get real with what's actually going on behind the scenes in their life, it's so inspiring and powerful to just be a part of a brotherhood. Yeah. Of men that are going there and, and having a space where you can actually be free to show up as who you are and talk about what's really going on underneath of it all for you. Mm-hmm. Because until you're willing to get super, super clear on exactly where you're at, like you're never going to move from that place. No. And that's, you know, you as a listener right now, that's been, you know, seduced by me with sharing my real and authentic vulnerability. That all started from realizing that you can't ever get to where you want to get to if you're not incredibly fucking real and raw with where you're at today. And so this this whole pod men- mentality, this whole getting in there with other people that are like-minded, that are willing to drop the the social confines and all the shields of armor that we all carry, all of a sudden you'd start realizing you're not alone. Like instantly you're like, well, fuck, I used to cheat on my wife. And all of a sudden you put it out there and you're like, God damn, everybody's going to judge me. And you find out instantly like there's another 25 people that like raise their hand and say, yep, me too, me too. Like, yeah. and it's instant, like, holy shit. Like, there's a bunch of us, as you and I have shared, that are fucked up. Like, yeah. we've all done these things. Like, none of us are alone. And the power and, and the way that energy builds, you know, at least for me going into Warrior Week, there was that 30 day lead up or 20 set, whatever the day was. And you start to become really, really close to that group of 12 men for me. So, the King's Kid, in its own right and iteration of sharing many of those mindsets and methodologies, I can't imagine the impact for. Only 297 bucks. I'm just going to call it 300 bucks right now. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's literally like the home study course for Warrior Week. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. Literally what it is, because it's not just a book that you're going to get sent to you and everything else that you get, um, which probably costs them at least $100 just to print and ship to you. Um, You get to actually experience what it's like to live it and not just live it alone, but live it with other men. Mm-hmm. And you literally get to watch your, not only your own life transform over four weeks, but the lives of a thousand men around you transform over four weeks. Uh, yeah. it, it blew my mind. Like it literally blew my mind. 
Yeah, and you're touching base. I'm, I'm, I just feel compelled in the moment to share. There's a lot of other people in the world that have either been involved with Warrior or have some sort of, uh, at one point, have went through a Warrior Week that have started their own creation and tried to explain what the core four is and try to explain this Warrior's way. And they water it down and they call it something different and they use different terminology. There is no substitute. When you get this 600-page hardback bound book and you realize the energy effort, the the misery and the life experience that were poured into creating this, you soon realize that there is no substitute for what this actually is. So it's great if you've read something else and you've heard this stuff before and we're not the first one sharing it to you. I'm certain, I can say with complete certainty, there is nothing like holding that black book in your hand and being like, holy shit, this is 600 pages of 12 point font that's not fucking double spaced that just lays out this entire new blueprint to how to live life. Absolutely. It's the, it's the full story. You know, if you want the, the short, like generic version of the story, then, then great. But if you want like the actual full story and to have a deep knowledge of what it is and why it is, there's no substitute. No, no, certainly not. There's a lot of people claiming to play the game, but there are very few that are really actually playing at the elite level that someone that has ascended to the level of, I'll say Garrett or yourself or Sam or any of the, I mean, there's, there's levels to this game like there's levels to everything else. And admittedly, sitting across the, the, the microphone and the camera from you, I'm trying to ascend myself up to your guys' level. Like, that's just, that's just what this is. And just because I'm playing the game at a good level right now, like, I can't even see the, the next mountain, you know, as we refer to the next island. Like, I know it's there. The, the voice tells me it's in the distance. But, but fuck, like, I want what you guys have. Like it becomes addicting. Like you see the levels that people are playing at and it's just because you as you're listening right now are like, man, I don't even understand what these are talking about. Like I know there's something greater for me. Taking that first step and trusting yourself enough to reach out and get some more information and apply the information. Like it's great to consume shit, but start trying to live the shit. And all of a sudden you start realizing the levels that you thought existed, the people that you used to associate with, there's nothing wrong with those people. They just don't play in the same arena you play in. Like, even in a 30-day King's Kid experience, like you'll very rapidly realize as you look around you the level of sedation and just shit that everybody else deals with that you've now ascended through. Like, I mean, fuck it. I don't know how to say it another way other than how I just shared it. It's It becomes palatable. Like you can feel when you walk into every room, when you stop fucking lying all the time and you walk into a room of your peers and you just make eye contact, you realize who the fuck is lying all the time. Like you become the best bullshit detector in the world. Like it's instant. Yep. And if, if nothing else, go ahead, Sean. You, it like just, it, it unclouds your vision. Yeah. Because you were willing to go to a place and get completely real and raw with the truth of what life is and who you are and what you've done. And, and literally essentially choose to list, let go of all the, the guilt and shame and cleanse your soul of all of that bullshit that you've been carrying for a long time. It's, it's like you got unplugged from the matrix and now you're walking through life and you see everyone else's guilt and shame and lies and stories and bullshit. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it causes, I mean, I like it now. Like I used to run from conflict. That was my story. Like, Parents argued when I was younger. Like, I didn't like to have tough conversations. Like, collisions were something that only happened on the, on the freeway. Like, I was not fucking colliding with anybody. 
And then all of a sudden you go through this experience you're like, holy shit, like there's so much power in being able to own your truth and collide with people about it that all of a sudden there's, the, the, there's almost like a parting of, I'll call it the Red Sea, the virtual Red Sea of all the stuff on both sides of you. And you can just walk right down the middle where, yes. you know, the, the friends and the business stuff and the way you thought of what life should be becomes this different possibility. I know this, this podcast now turned into almost like a sales pitch for, for King's Kit, but <laughs> it, admittedly, I don't know that I give a fuck. Like, this is just really how the impact is. I mean, I've shared it in multiple episodes. I care so much about this shit that I've went all in. Like, I don't give a fuck about my marketing company. I don't give a shit about anything. Like, I know, just like you, the voice said, lead fucking men. Just lead. Like, go. Like, you're destined for something way greater than living in Columbus, Ohio, and just helping out a handful of people here. Like, go, 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 go. And so, it started for me with the Black Book, which, sure, I guess in some capacity exists, but really, it's a king's kit now. So, I'm sharing the best I can that that is a phenomenal path to start down. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to start down a path, like there's nowhere else you could go spend that little amount of money and get anywhere near the impact you will get. No, and you, you, you as a listener are going to think I'm full of shit, but we have seen inside of Warrior that Garrett loses money, Wake Up Warrior loses money in marketing to get you to sign up for the black book. It costs them money. It's a it's a lead acquisition that can be revenue negative because it matters so much to make the impact and change people's lives. Like there's there's no better from a from a business standpoint. Like how how much higher do you have to raise that flag up the flagpole to put people start to see like this shit's not going away. This is something that is going to over time spread to it's it's already in basically every country, you know. Instead of there being thousands of men, there's hundreds of thousands of men and then millions of men. And that affects families and cities and states where all of a sudden the, the things that we've all lived, those stories we've told ourselves, don't have to exist for any of us anymore. Yeah. A liberated world is what it really comes down to. I mean, that's, that's the, the mission and the goal. And it's, it's crazy to like literally be part of something. And, and you guys might think I'm like a nut job literally be part of something that I know inside of my heart is going to change the fucking world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, have you ever sat back and thought what this shit's going to look like in 20 years? Like think of the evolution in four years, like 20 years from now with the rate that we all run, I'll just throw myself in there. Fuck it. The rate that we all run as a group, Yeah. 20 years as a, like the liberation will be very real. Absolutely. For everybody. Like it just, Okay, so now that I'm going to get off my soapbox, now that I'm going to pull the, pull the warrior flag down the flagpole just a little bit, Sean, let's cover one more thing if we could. So every okay. episode of 15 Minutes of Freedom, we cover, again, something that is not necessarily so comfortable to share, some of that authentic vulnerability, some of the stuff you might have shared on your podcast, The Blue Collar Businessman, which if you haven't listened yourself, as you're listening to my podcast, do yourself a favor, go to iTunes right now. I know it's there. It's probably on Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere else, Google Play. Knowing Sean, we all it's, it's everywhere. But for me, I'm an iTunes loyalist, so go there and type in Blue Collar Businessman. It's a once-a-week podcast right now, and it just it tells the story of Sean's life. It te- he, he, he's getting into the, the deep, dark pits that we've been through and how you ascend through that. So, Sean, I'm even okay if there's a story that you've shared on your show before to bring my listeners into your, your world. I don't give a damn if they have to hear it twice when they go or listen to your podcast. Give, give us some of that, that dark shit that nobody wants to talk about. So that my listeners realize I'm not the only crazy ass in the world that actually shares this stuff. Yeah. And 
So I'm going to go to a recent, uh, like a recent experience that I actually had last week at uh, the first ever Warrior Week for Women um, that my wife got the opportunity to, uh, to be a, a part of and, and, and play a coaching and training role at, which was amazing to just see her rise. Um, she literally went in two months from having a hard time shooting a live video to being on stage in front of 300 women because she chose to go all in with the warrior's way. Now, Sean, I, I got to pause you for one second. I love that part. I have so many women that message me about how do they get into the warrior women fold? And I admittedly, is there a domain? Is there somewhere they can go to? Like, I don't have that part anywhere because it hasn't been relevant for me. Mm -hmm. So... I believe the domain is wakeupwarriorwoman.com. Okay, M-A-N, not M-E-N. Doesn't matter. Fucking type in both of them. You'll figure it out. Yeah, try yeah, Jesus. Or just search Wake Up Warrior Woman in Google and it will pull it up. Okay. Um, and then uh, there is another event coming up in October. I'm not sure if it's sold out yet or not, but I'm sure you could at least get yourself on some sort of list to get uh, more information as things divulge. Um, yeah, because 300 women made the trip out to Laguna Beach just last week, right? Three or 400 Like, it was a Yeah, 300 women house. last week, um, all going through a, you know, a pretty intense experience together. And, uh, like, literally the movement inside of the women has been born. And um, it's crazy. Like, I literally have been living this way for almost five years now. And, I like, my wife is, like, right on my heels in two months. <laughs> isn't that, a, that that's another kick in the dick isn't it like my wife is starting to live that way and i'm like how the fuck are you running this fast like you're yes, and she she didn't make it to this go ahead whole new level of exposure yeah okay so go ahead i i want to make sure i plugged it the right way so wake up warriorwomen.com or google it but continue your wife was there on stage so she's there and she's on stage and and she's asked to share like what is the biggest pain in your relationship what is the biggest pain in your marriage and so like one of the things that that we've always had kind of this back end struggle with was like sex um and not in the way that that most men that i feel like come through the gates of warrior we talk about it where their wives are just disinterested in them um i have the opposite problem where my wife like her love language is just touch and connection and sex like that's how she feels connected and so it's, it's this part of life that is super important for her. And we've always just kind of had this, this battle and this ebb and flow back and forth of like, like per out, um, polarity type issues and stuff like that, that just really would put me in this place where her drive was a lot higher than mine. And she never like actually felt like her bucket of intimacy and sexual connection was full. So there's this point where she's on stage in front of all the women and I'm standing in the back of the room and um, she starts to share about this and Garrett calls me up on the stage in front of 300 women and turns her and I face to face and eye to eye and leads us through this process of, of sharing and she's sharing her deepest pain, which I know because we've had this conflict in our marriage for some time, but there's a difference between me and her having that in the confines of our own home and in front of 300 women on stage. Mm -hmm. And she begins to share with me and she begins, she begins to weep and, you know, I begin to weep and, you know, we just have this real raw moment of where she says how she feels. And I say how I feel. And 
like there's not a dry eye in the place. Like you, literally there's 300 women in this room and even men in the back of the room that are just completely compelled to tears. Yeah. But it's been this whole new evolution and this whole new journey of just me being willing to be completely fully exposed because even though as part of, of a brotherhood, even though I'm like a coach inside of the game, like I, there was still this space inside of my home where there was room to hide. Yeah. And now that she is on board and she's living the way, like there's nowhere to hide. So it literally took us to this place where having her step into her own power and live this for herself and, and go down the path for her, which is beautiful. It's been a beautiful journey. Like it was scary for me at first because I, I realized the level that I would be exposed at. Mm -hmm. And like it all came full circle on stage last week or this week. Yeah, it was this week. I got home yesterday. <laughs> Warrior time warp. Yeah. Yep. And just being willing to go to that place in front of this entire audience of women and men and people that I have massive respect for, like Garrett and Sam and everyone else that's in the room and just being willing to be completely real with like, I still struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because you live this way doesn't mean you don't have problems. Right. You know, the truth is you start to run at such a fast rate that the problems actually multiply. The good yeah. news is they're just the, the problems you want to have versus the ones you don't want to have. Well, and, and Sean, it, it's really fucking crazy. Like you and I both would adopt the fact that nothing happens on accident. Like there are no chances. Like everything happens for a divine reason. So you, as you're listening, realize the fact Lindsay hops on, my wife hops on a podcast once a week. We have a, what I would call a very great relationship. Strongest pillar of my core four has always been my my relationship side of things, my balance. My wife has a very, very high sex drive, always has. And while I was on anabolic steroids, I could keep up 20 times over, like no big deal. But as that has recalibrated and I've went down this path, it's not that's not important to me, but it's not as important. Like it's there. It's something that I care about, but it is not driving every thought like it used to. And as we're getting into bed last night, she wants to become intimate. Great. Well, I'm fucking tired. I'm worn out. I admittedly feel underappreciated. I feel like we're not connecting. I want some more, you know, words of affirmation, essentially. Like the daily text message of love, honor, appreciation is fucking great, but it doesn't mean dick to me if I don't actually feel it. So yep. although she's sending it to me, it doesn't, it doesn't resign. It doesn't touch my soul. And so we're getting in bed and I just start, look, I'm not in for this. I got to just, I got to dump on you. I have to share some shit that's not going to be comfortable. And so we're laying in bed and it's 10 o'clock at night, lights are out and I'm just bearing all this stuff that she didn't really know was coming because if I'm not careful, I internalize all this stuff like I did for so many years and it doesn't ever go anywhere. It just, I swallow it down. And so I'm sharing and I'm sharing and I'm sharing and eventually we get to this point, this beautiful point where she's like, I get it. I get it the best I can in this moment. And she's she's sharing her why she does things that she does. And I won't bore you listeners right now with this. This will be something I'm sure her and I will cover the next episode. But through that vulnerability on her side and through me owning my realness in that moment, we share that intimate moment upon completing our our really bitching at one another. Like it's I don't know how to say, it. like we we shared our our shame and guilt. We got rid of the shit that was on our our heart, but 
then we end up being intimate. And it's so refreshing to know because as a man, like it's awkward as shit to say to another guy, especially in Warrior, like my wife wants to have sex literally as much as she possibly can. And yeah, I'm just kind of like I'm, I'm there, but it's not driving my decisions anymore. Absolutely, especially inside of this game because you're surrounded by men that like literally would hate you because that's exactly what they want. Yeah. And they're not giddy. Right. So it's this really weird position to be in to feel like you're one of the few men inside of the game that has the exact problem every man in the game wishes <laughs> they had. Absolutely. And again, I have my own emotional things where I've never been the one night stand guy. I've always I've wanted that connection with somebody. I've needed to feel my own version of love, honor, and appreciation towards me before I'll share that with somebody. So I know my my wiring as a man has always been slightly different. But to know again that I'm not alone, that that's what this whole thing is about. Like that's what Warrior in its own right is about to me. Like we are all I guarantee inside the brotherhood, no matter what you're going through, if you're listening. And now, even in the, I'll call it the, the, the sisterhood, there's another woman or another man that will eventually raise her hand and say, I feel the exact same way. Like, I found the one guy in Warrior that wife has a high sex drive that, not again, I think my sex drive is healthy. It's just not on 10 all the time. It sounds like I might have my partner in crime right across the, right across the mic from me. Exact same, exactly the same. And, and as high producers and men, like, we're, we're expending all this creative energy all day at work. Mm-hmm. So a, lot, a large part of that gets fulfilled through just creating in business. Yeah. Um, so, so that's been part of what I have to like keep in check is if I'm like doing too much creating then I come home and I don't like to do creating with her and uh, it creates conflict and contention. But it was, pretty, it was pretty amazing because I would say 20 to 30% of the room full of women said they felt exactly the same way as her. Wow. So I think it's this, this kind of unspoken about thing that's going on that's actually a lot more prevalent than we think it is, but it's not getting any light. Of course. Yeah. I, I'm shocked at 20 or 30%. That's a big number. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's, again, it, it's refreshing. It's, it's good to know that this movement is spreading from men into women and spreading uh, across the globe. Like this stuff all matters. Like it, it, all this matters. So normally I tie this into how does all this stuff attach to your body or your relationship or, you know, all these different variables, but I don't even know that I need to in this time. It's to me, it's just the voice is saying over and over again, like if you're listening, you're just not alone that whatever you're going through, no matter how bad it can be, no matter how fucked up you think you are in this moment that nobody else in the world is feeling the same stuff. They are like, you are truly not alone unless you choose to be. Like playing this game alone, going through life alone in your head is literally a choice. Because just on the other side of that choice is a bunch of other motherfuckers like us that will prove to you you're not alone. You just have to make the decision to go through the door. Yeah. Like you're not alone. It's a story and a choice. Yeah. And I don't know why as men, like that seems to be just a logical thing to do of like, Oh, my life doesn't work. I'm struggling. Like I should not talk to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just fucking so when you say that out loud like that, it's so crazy to think like that. We've all, t- I've told myself that story a hundred times. Yeah. So with that, I'll, I'll conclude this episode by saying when you start to realize you're not alone and you take action every day to connect with other people that share your story 
and are working through it, you'll find out that every day you can get shit done.